It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cammie Carlisle. Hi, Ryan. We made it to Friday. It's been quite the week. Woo! We got a lot going on for Radio Talking Book Service this weekend. But right now, I am so excited to let you all know that we have Rusty Lord in the house today. Who's that? You know that guy. (laughs) WWT Chief Meteorologist. That's right. He is in the hot seat. Part of me wants to just say, fix it, Rusty. (laughs) Uh, You can't pay me enough. Right. Yeah. So I know that's not really up to you. So, Rusty, thank you for being here and taking the time out of your busy schedule. I'm more than happy to. And before we get into all things, what the heck is happening with the weather, Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you from here? Um, close. Okay. I, I grew up, uh, if you know Sloan, Iowa, go up I-29. I grew okay. up in uh, a little town just east of there. I went to a small little school called Westwood Community, oh. um, just south of Sioux City. Uh, tiny. I graduating class was 54, I think. Wow. And there were five towns to get that much. Oh, oh I love so it. So we were tiny. But uh, yeah, I, I grew up there, moved around once or twice in that area, um, and then uh, got a... My parents still live up there. I got a brother that lives in Des Moines and a sister that lives here in Omaha. And uh, from there, I went to Iowa State University and got um, my degree in meteorology and, uh, and you know, had a good are. time there. I wish, you know, I wish it was a six or seven year program. Right. But, you know, you run out of money at a certain point. Yes. Or yes. they stop giving you loans. Right. Because, hey, you need to go yeah. get a job, sir. Uh-huh. But uh, so I did that for four years. I started out in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota after that for a couple of years. And uh, uh, I think it was, tw- wow, 20, 2008, moved down here. Uh-huh. And I have been uh, bothering you on TV for almost 15. Oh my years. gosh, 15 years already. I know, it'll be 15 in June. Oh, I love it. Well, I get my, like a cool little plaque at work, I think. Oh, do you get like and, a special parking spot too, I bet? Uh, I don't know. That's I'll a good question. That. I'll see. Yeah, yeah. I'll run that up the flagpole, see if we can <laughs> uh, uh, like, we'll make that happen. Perfect. So did you always want to be a meteorologist when you were a kid, or how did you get into that? Well, I really wanted to be a pro basketball player, but there oh. were numerous things that got in the way of that. <laughs> uh and yeah, I went. I, I decided I wanted to go to Iowa State for school, and I I didn't know what I wanted to do for a major. Mm-hmm. So I thought, and my parents always said I was interested in weather. I was I was actually a big chicken with storms. Yeah. I hated thunderstorms right. when I was little. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, I learned more about them. I thought, okay, let's give this a try. And I thought, okay, maybe I'll learn to learn about them. And yeah, um, something that always stuck out my first year, uh, my one of my first weather classes at school. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was pretty close to around when the movie Twister came out. Okay. Um, so the interest was high in uh-huh. weather, to say the uh-huh. least. Um, and I, well, I had a professor that told me, if you're in here because you like the movie Twister, you might want to rethink. Oh. <laughs> I had 100 people in that class. We, 25 of us made it because oh, of all really? the math and science and See, stuff that goes through it. But Right there. I, yep. I stuck with it, and uh, it, was a, it was a good time. Um, I learned a lot, and I continue to learn. If, uh, if you ever meet a meteorologist that says they know everything about weather, they're big fat liars. Right, especially now. I feel like mm-hmm. all bets are off. Yeah. I mean, I've been here my entire life, and mm-hmm. this is like, what is happening? I know. I just learned to strip, just dress in layers, dress in layers, <laughs> and as the day goes on, we might hit 80, and then but, tomorrow might be 30. My wife asked me the same thing every morning. Like, we have a two-year-old daughter now, and she's like, what do I put her in? It's like right? 40 to 80. I was like, <laughs> I well, know. start thick and That's right. go to t-shirt by the end, I guess. I know. It's been crazy. So I know this is on everyone's mind, because mm-hmm. those of us that have lived here 
long enough know that the weather isn't normal, quotes, mm-hmm. right? So what is happening? I uh, mean... Well, there, there's, there's variation from day to day. You can get wild temperature swings, but I mean, we always bring everything back to averages. Right. Sometimes you get those averages in a 10 to 15 degree swing. Sure. Sometimes you get those averages in 40 degree swings. Right. But... Um, it has been fairly up and down here recently. Um, a big part of it is, um, and I've learned more about this as I've uh, studied a little more climatology mm-hmm. than meteorology. Sure. Okay. I was a meteorology major, and that's usually short-term forecasting. Okay. Um, next week, too, maybe a month. Okay. Climatology goes long range. Ah. I'm kind of learning a little bit more as I go. Okay. Um, a lot of our variation, at least this spring and summer, is uh, because of we're transitioning from La Nina to El Nino. Yes. We can touch on that, yes, that later will. if you okay. want to. Uh, but uh, it creates a lot of variability mm-hmm. and changes up jet stream patterns. It changes up ocean currents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it does create some big swings. A lot of it's from we get these large storm systems. If you ever hear me say the word cut off low pressure, okay. it means it it's cut off from the main flow that usually goes from west to east, east right. across the country. Right. And it's just like... Uh, um, if you watch a, a pebble go down a stream, mm-hmm. if it moves to the side of the river, it doesn't go as fast right. and it just sits there and kind of floats around. Mm-hmm. And that's what will happen with bigger storms like this. And we'll get these things where we'll, we're windy for two or three days right. ahead of it, windy for two or three days behind it. And the temperatures can do wacky things. Which we have experienced. Very much so. So I don't even know. I mean, I know, yes, we have questions, but my mind is already spinning. Mm-hmm. So with our winter And I know, I don't know, I thought it was boring. I grew up in the 70s when we had Mm -hmm. snow literally as tall as a house. I mean, we really Mm -hmm. had blizzards, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so every year I'm like, yay, snow. And I'm like, where is it? (laughs) And so I feel like what the last couple of winters, it's just been a bummer. No snow. Well, I will say because of what I talked about earlier, we've been in a a bit of a rut. The last three winters have been La Nina winters. Okay. And odds tend to lean towards dry, boring snoozer winters drought where, yeah. yeah and that's kind of where we're why we are the way we are right now when so incredibly dry around places okay um, because just the pattern doesn't lend to us getting big snows you can occasionally get a weird one mm-hmm. if you remember let's see three winters ago okay we, we, the last two have been i think f- about 14 this past winter okay. with snow totals 11 the winter before, mm-hmm. and then before that, I think we had a 45-inch snow yes. total that winter. Yes, and it winter. was wonderful. It just kept going. Yes, going. love it. And um, that was the oddity in the La Nina, but, uh, you know, some people love it right, right there. Yeah, some yeah. Some people hate it. Yep. And, you know, you get those variations. But if you do look back over the last 10 to 15, the, the, the big snow seasons mm-hmm. have been fewer. Okay, yep. And yep. the small snow seasons have been a little more frequent. Ugh. Um the, it's weird, but we actually were above normal for moisture for Ju- January and February. Right. But that's because a lot of it fell as rain. Right. And if we would have had the snow, enough cold air, mm-hmm. that that would have been some big snows. Oh, that'd be great. It would have been dream. Uh-huh. You you must not have to move snow or shovel snow. I have a jeep. I just drive over Perfect. it because you know what? It'll melt. Uh-huh. That's my theory. Yeah, my neighbors hate me, some, but whatever. Sometimes you got to wait a week. Sometimes you got to wait a month, but it'll <laughs> exactly, melt. Exactly <laughs> right. So talking quickly about El Nino. Okay. So that means opposite. Things are going to be wetter. But are they? Does that is that what it means? Well, it means different things for different parts of the world. Okay. 
I think the bigger picture is the, the transition. We're going from La Nina to El Nino. Mm-hmm. That, I believe, this spring is going to lead to many opportunities to get some rain. Okay, good. The problem is that once we get to El Nino, it looks like it's going to be a strong one. Mm-hmm. And that could mean we get roasty toasty and maybe the drought continues into uh, summer. Okay. Um, so Ugh. I'm going to say take whatever moisture you can get over the next three months. Right. Because it may get slim <sighs> towards the end of the summer. And we're in such a hole right now. I know. I mean, we could, we could take months of rain and mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of places for it to soak in. Yeah. And there's a lot of people across Nebraska that would love that. Yes. And uh, hopefully over the next three or four months, we can at least appease some people and, and help out the so. planting season. Right. It's just been nuts. I'm just a gardener. But oh. I've noticed the incredible differences, oh. right? Oh. I, I mean. We have two trees in our backyard mm-hmm. and the grass around them mm-hmm. is dying off. And you can see the tree roots. Yep. And they're just sucking up all the moisture yep. they can. Yep. And you got these big bare spots. Mm-hmm. And I kept telling people, water your trees this uh-huh. winter. And they looked at me like I was nuts. I'm like, trust me on this. Yeah. They are so thirsty. Please help them. You know, I should probably just leave the garden hose there for a yeah. couple a couple minutes anyway and do that because yeah. I, I, I'm guilty. I didn't do that over the winter. Well, people, it's not. It's a weird thing to yeah. think about. Like, why am I going to mm. water my... And it's like, well, it's because they constantly need water. Well, you don't think about that because they don't have leaves. Exactly. You think, okay, they're dormant. They're just sitting yep. there for the winter. What, yep. Why do they need water? Exactly. We all need water oh. desperately. So it's that time of the year. Now, when I was a kid, we had tornadoes okay. a lot. Uh-huh. We had watches. We had the actual tornadoes. <laughs> and now... Again, I'm like, boring. Not that I want a tornado or anything bad, but Uh I remember the four seasons and all this Mm. active weather. So is it my imagination or is Tornado Alley now east and south? Or has it seems like it's all shifted. That's a really good uh, question because the frequency of tornadoes, there's a map that I found uh, a little earlier, uh, but... It's shifted to where the frequency of tornadoes has grown across the deep south. Uh-huh. That you're right there. Right. Your perception's not wrong. And they have an all-year-round tornado season just yeah. because they never cool down right. like we do. They mm-hmm. got, they're closer to the Gulf of Mexico. They got the energy. They got the moisture. They can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas and Oklahoma still went out. They still have the vast majority of yeah. the tornadoes. They're still number one and number two. Uh, uh, but, I mean, freak- recently it's been boring in that regard, especially, I think, was it 2021? Remember in December we had yes. that tornado How outbreak? How can I ever forget? That was, I, I got really bold in like October, November. I said, because we hadn't had a tornado watch in Omaha that right. whole year. I remember. Snoozer, snoozer, snoozer. Yep. And I said, okay, we're done. We're going to make it through all of 2021 without a tornado watch, uh-huh. which is impressive. And. Sure enough, two yeah. weeks later. I mean, how bizarre was that? I know. Like, that's, is this for real? And I tell you what, a lot of that has to do with uh, being stuck in that La Nina rut. It right. just it dry. You don't have the opportunities to get rain. You're not going to have the opportunities to get severe weather. And it's something that just kind of builds on itself. Yeah. Because the ground moisture, too, can aid in thunderstorm development, too, right. with evaporation. Because you need that moisture in the air to fire off those big thunderstorms. Exactly. Oh, not again. Folks, I do not want us to have terrible things happen, but I man, know. just some different kind of weather. That's the thing. Everybody you know, likes just a little the difference. The, everybody likes the big, the, the big thunderstorms, the, the the tornadoes. They're fun to look at, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like you said, you got to remember that usually there's somebody that loses stuff in those, right? And they do get a lot of the attention. Yeah, that's why I'm more of a winter weather fan myself. I uh, like give me a good blizzard any day, ice right. cream or snow. I don't yeah. care. Uh, Either way. So I have had folks ask me if I would ask you about the 
oh my dome. <laughs> and the question is, is it real? Because how many times have okay. we watched you and seen it, the, the thing just break up around mm-hmm. us? Okay. So real? Well, I tell you what. There is nothing over the city of Omaha that is even remotely big enough to get in the way of a thunderstorm. Okay. Uh, 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 there's no oceans. Right. There's right. no mountains. Okay. Um, storms are going to go wherever they want. Okay. And they are going to be steered by things way up there. Right. That, have, that don't care about what we got going on way down here. So why does it happen, though? It's just when you have the threat of severe weather. Mm-hmm. Every, I, I think the recency bias is the term for this. Okay. And every time there's severe weather, everybody thinks that they're going to get hit with severe weather every time. Right. And that's not how that works because mm-hmm. storms are random. Right. And there can be really spotty. Case in point, yesterday. Yeah. And it was so close, but not quite. Right. But there's some people and that- we were like, ah. Oh. If you talk to somebody in Malvern, <laughs> Iowa, they'll be like, yeah, we get it. We got it good. Uh-huh. And Omaha's like, what are you talking about, Rusty? Right. And it, it's just everybody thinks every time there's severe weather that they should get hit every time. If that were the case, our city would be pummeled and we'd have new roofs going on every house every year. <sighs> but it's not how that works. I know it, it looks like that. And there's some things that the radar does that make it look like that mm-hmm. there's a dome, especially in wintertime. A lot of that has to do with dry air and the fact that the radar beam actually goes out at an angle. Mm-hmm. And that subtle angle, it just makes that beam get higher and higher in the cloud. Ah, so okay. let's say there's snow 10,000 feet up, mm-hmm. but it evaporates on its way down at 5,000 feet. Got it. It's not going to be seen on the radar as it gets lower and lower because it's gone. Right. So... I know. It's just this is. I, I know. I can nerd out on all this stuff well, constantly. It is mind-boggling the whole <clears throat> Omaha Oma Dome yeah. theory and everything. But I know. okay, it's, so it's it, not. People have said, okay, so these storms are coming off the mm-hmm. plains, and then they hit the concrete where the temperatures might be a little mm-hmm. bit higher. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with that. Uh, Omaha's not even remotely big enough. Wow. Not okay, e- we, folks. We think we think we're bigger than th- no. I no. know. We wish we were huge, but you know. If anything, it would accentuate it. Ah. You get, uh, I've seen it happen over, I think it's Atlanta. They will have, the concrete can heat things up an extra few degrees. Right. All right. I'm going to get deep and technical here. Okay. So bear with me. Okay. Uh, a couple days ago, I did a story uh, on the on the news about uh, what we call the cap in the atmosphere. It's a little lid. Sometimes you get this little warm layer of air okay. higher up. So normally what will happen, you heat up the ground, air will rise through the air that's gradually cooler and cooler and cooler as you go up. Right. Well, sometimes there's little parts that don't follow the rules, and there's a little warm layer up there that'll re- it'll go up through and hit that okay. and stop. So what may be, have been a thunderstorm can't go any higher, mm-hmm. and it runs into that lid. Well, sometimes cities like Atlanta, where it's hot and humid, that concrete can add those few extra degrees that'll oh. push that thunderstorm okay. up through. And I've seen... City-induced thunderstorms pop up uh-huh. because it gets hot and just that little extra heat. Right. If anything, so that would accentuate a thunderstorm. But not in the case for Omaha. Yeah, it, it, not quite big enough to have that, unfortunately. Right. We don't have enough skyscrapers and, and buildings quite yet, but we're but, getting there. We're getting there. That we're going to have a new one, one soon. That third one could make the Oma oh. Dome. Just kidding. You All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gotten, it's got uh, Twitter and Facebook. Um, I get a lot of people that ask that question too. And I could spend a lot of time refuting yeah. all that. But yeah. I know it's easy and it's a convenient way to say, why didn't we get the storm? But I mean, July of 2021, we had those 100 mile per hour winds. There's oh, yes. more that goes through Omaha than you realize. Ugh. And I'm glad we don't get every single one. Yeah, me right, too. It would be 
you, you'd have a lot of insurance claims and you have a lot more insurance people right. hanging out around uh, trying to figure out what to do with your house and trees that are all over so the place. I should probably quit complaining that it's boring. <laughs> Just take what <laughs> no. we have. But here's the thing, though. It's yeah. not boring if you have been paying attention at all to what's happening around the world. Mm-hmm. And so... Just is this climate change and the result of it? Yes. It, it, essentially, what happens when we talk about climate change or global warming or whatever moniker it's been given, mm-hmm. um, the more heat you add to the air, the more moisture that air can hold. Okay. So that would make a rain event rainier, mm-hmm. more energy for thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. Um, it may shift where those things happen. As you can see, maybe with tornadoes becoming a little more frequent, right. farther east of what we typically know as Tornado Alley. Right. It's tough to relate one thing directly to climate change, but what it does do is make the extremes a little more extreme. Right. The floods will, might be a little bit worse. I was going to say floodier. That's not a word. Flood- um, uh, it is now. <laughs> hey, there you go. Write that down. I'm going to so, patent that. Like with everything that's happening in California, mm-hmm. like all of that. I yeah. mean, that's cr- I mean, that's like what? That's that's the, the switch got flipped. They've been bone dry. Right. And that's you start to see La Nina break down mm-hmm. and that switch goes to all right, let's go. And you have things like the uh, these atmospheric rivers that yeah. just run right at the coast. And you had what? 500 inches of snow or something crazy, crazy like that. I can't remember the number. As it was, we're like, come on. It was absolutely <laughs> bonkers. A lot of that has to do with the mountains. They play a factor in that. Yep. But yes, it will make the extremes more extreme. Um, you'll get monsoon rains that'll be a little so, uh, soggier in the deep southwest. Uh, I, it, there's probably a lot of back and forth. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're used to a little more just even keel. Yep. There's going to be a lot of whiplash, uh, yeah. and it'll create bigger snows, bigger rains. There's been a lot more record lows, a lot mm-hmm. more record highs. People think global warming means everything gets warm. Well, Mm-mm. global warming can basically just cause cold air to shift and break loose from the poles, and it goes farther south than it needs to or ever did, Right, and it just creates a really tumultuous mess. Yeah, which is what's happening. I read that the oceans are hotter than ever, and as we witnessed, <clears throat> uh, yep. all the glaciers are melting. I feel like Mother Nature is totally done with us. Um, that could be. And I don't – I mean <laughs> – Tell me some of the, I mean, I'm sitting here just as a person that's lived here and I love to watch weather yeah. too, but as a meteorologist, what are mm-hmm. some of the most remarkable changes like that doesn't make sense or maybe shocked you yeah. or? Um, I guess just watching the extremes be more extreme. Yeah. Um, just the, the sheer number of record highs and the sheer number of record lows that will, like we're going to break a record low Sunday morning. Yay. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, and it's it's close to when we typically get our usual, you know, last freeze of the season. Right. But still, I mean, they're records for a reason, and we just get a few more of those all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you see things like, you, you wonder, I guess, are the extremes becoming more noticeable because they're happening more Mm -hmm. or are we just more connected and we can learn about them more too? I often think about we're on so, I mean, there's so many ways to get information that I think we're getting more extremes, but I wonder just like rarely does a tornado happen anymore and and it goes unseen. Right. There's so many storm chasers. You can find anything instantly on the internet. Yeah. Um, That wasn't the case 50 years ago. You're right. There may have been a bunch of tornadoes that happened in rural parts of Kansas that nobody even cared about. Nobody knew. That can skew the numbers a little, but... Right. um, Yeah, just you watch 
you know, snows like in California. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, you see drought and using up water resources in the Southwest. And you just, you see, yeah. Uh, what, what's the analogy? A, a, a frog in boiling water? Yes, uh-huh. If you, yep. Slowly boil, like he doesn't quite realize what's happening until yep. it's too late. Yep. It makes you wonder if we're kind of the frog. Yeah. And how quickly we can adapt. Yeah, I kind of feel like we are. Yeah. I just feel like, well, okay, all bets are off. I have no clue. So, I mean, I don't know. What are your, do you, can you predict or have a look forward for the state of Nebraska? Like, all right, it's, we, like you said, we mm. might see some rain. Yeah. But it might get hotter sooner. Um, as far as, you know, this summer goes, I, I, I think heading into summer, we're going to have multiple opportunities to get rain, just the way the pattern is set up. Okay, good. Um, we had this system roll through. Sorry, I'm like thumping on the oh, you're fine. table here. Um, I'm, I'm very hands-on. That's what I do. Um, yeah, we had this really slow-moving system that just mm -hmm. moved through. We got a couple rounds of thunderstorms from it, and everybody's very happy. I think there's another one on the way. The end of uh, the end of next week. Okay, it could be a nice slow mover. It might help maybe Kansas and Colorado a little bit more than us. Okay, but we'll take what we can get. That's right. Um, and I think we're going to be in that pattern hopefully through May, and it, it'll accentuate our ability to get rain. It'll accentuate our. Um, are, are probably our threat of severe weather. Yep. And then we'll see. I, I, I just, I'm skeptical of how long it'll hold. I think summer could be pretty roasty toasty. Eh. Um, like lots of hundreds? I hope not. I know. I mean, I'm cool with like 95. Like yeah. Over that, I'm like, all right. Nice and sweaty. Ugh, was it was humidity. it Turkey or somewhere? What was their high last summer? Like 125 mm. something crazy. I'm like, how do people survive that? I know. That's the thing. <laughs> They don't have the humidity there. Like, that would just be incredibly oppressive. Like, Ugh. I don't know what you do. Like, where do you go? Yeah. I like, mean, in the ocean, I guess. 120 out in the middle of the desert. Yeah. And, like, you get some of these cities that are becoming more populated in, like, Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. and Dubai. And, like, how do you how do you manage when it's 120? They tried to have the World Cup. Yes, that's right. And they had to have it in the middle of November. That's right. Because they it, it was... They would have been roasting too much in the middle of, I think right. it's usually a summer thing that they do. But So it's the whole world yeah, that is experiencing these magnificent changes and ups and downs. Mm -hmm. and oh. I mean, you're going to see it impact migration. Mm. Um, it's going to force people for, to move to different places to continue their lifestyle. You're going to see it um, impact food availability oh, and yeah. resources. I think we're already seeing that, don't you? Places, yeah. I mean, like California, they went from being way too dry in, that, in the Central Valley that supplies, people fail to realize how many uh, fruits and vegetables oh, yeah. come out of the middle of California there. Mm -hmm. um, they went from having no moisture right. to way too much, and now fields are bone dry to flooded. Right. And now the snow melt. Yep. And so they got to wait for that to drain off. Yeah. And you, you see little things like that that, you know, like I said, it's not big jumps in prices, but you see little little things oh, yeah. here. There's strawberries, mm -hmm. lettuce. Those are two big ones from California. Yeah, and you'll, uh, I mean, just little stuff like that. It's mm -hmm. not not one big thing, but it's just a little a, a little nick here, a little scratch there, and you, yep. you you wonder how much of that we can take. Well, I think that's maybe I'm just guessing that maybe that's kind of what happened with climate change. It was all of us as humans doing this here, doing that. Our vehicles got mm. bigger, et cetera, et cetera, and now here we are. Mm -hmm. And it's just stunning. Yeah, like at a certain point, you know, climate just kind of goes uncle. Yep. And you know, it, it's always trying to correct itself. And mm -hmm. how how much of an influence are we having? 
And I, I think, you know, as there are more and more people on the earth, yep. population keeps growing. We're probably going to have a bigger and bigger influence. Whew, we'll so s- hold on to your hats and dress in layers. Well, That's yeah, the key, no right? You just got to be ready for everything. Even you see it in our, like computer models we use, too. There's there's so many that we can dive into and right. get, get info from. There's almost too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But they sometimes don't pick up on the ext- extremes quite as much or they'll do some funky things. Yeah. That you don't – they don't quite handle um, weather systems very well sometimes as they're moving through mm-hmm. just you know, it, just because of the natural variation, the way things might be changing a little bit. Yeah. I can only imagine that you and your cohorts that do the weather have been busier than ever just trying to figure out what the yeah. – is happening. You got all this data here and like what on earth do I believe? Okay, based on the past, this has happened before, but – there's other factors in play, and you, you right. You, there's a, some intuition that goes into it, and that's what the benefit of staying in one place over and over, and you can kind of learn what tends to happen, I guess. Right, and, and then, then you I, know the Omadome always gets you too. But. Right, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I know I'm at that age where I'm starting to sound like get off my lawn, but I'm like, no, I've lived here long enough to mm. tell you that this is not. I'm, I'm getting at that get off my lawn age so too. It's okay. It's I okay. Got, got we two, get there. Oh my goodness. Welcome to the club, man. That's probably because you have a kid now. I get old and tired. <laughs> I wake up at two a.m. too. You oh, throw that see? with the kid. Thing, you yeah, know, you know the early. Yes. How, uh, back in the day, how long would you? How early would you get up for the, the early morning shift? Four. Yeah. Yeah. It Terrible. wears on you after a while. Oh, it's still mm. yesterday. <laughs> you get up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Exactly. So we have about five minutes left, okay. and I could sit here and talk to you for hours. This is fun. So tell us about. Was there any storm in your career thus far that that you'll always remember? Like, man, that storm when I reported on it. Is there anything that sticks out? Um, b- uh, the two tornadoes, two or three that went through Bellevue in June of 2017 really do. 2017. Um, it was on my birthday. Oh, um, well. Psh. That's not the reason. Mother though. Nature is but, like, hey, Russ, hey, oh, here you go. <laughs> uh, so it was really weird. June 16th, back to back years. Mm-hmm. You had the Pilger Twin Tornadoes in That's 2016. Right. Yep. And then 2017, you had a couple tornadoes that went over off at Air Force Base. Oh, yeah. And there were a couple people that sent me some very good messages afterwards saying, hey, I was watching and, you know, you told me to get to the basement. I'm glad I did. And they showed me what their bedroom looked like. Mm-hmm. The, their house was destroyed, kind of. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It, it wasn't, uh, you know, that was pretty serious. And I was on air that night. Those those two around there will always stick out. Of course, there's big snowstorms and stuff. Sure. But um, Do you ever feel panicky? I mean, like behind the scenes? Like, <gasps> like this is humongous. Bye. I tell you what. Thankfully, I haven't had to have one of those scenarios oh, good. where I look at the radar and go, oh, my goodness. Right. Yet. Um, there have been. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I could, Oklahoma City meteorologists. I've seen some people have those moments where you just see the then pause on TV and you're like, oh, my goodness. They know what's coming. Right. Um, but I hope I never have to deal with that. But yes, know, I, hope I feel like I'm, I'm more prepared now. Yes. Because I'm I'm 15 years through this and right. I had hair when I started and now my wisdom <laughs> leaks out my head. I love it. Did you ever think though when you first started and along the way that this would be I mean I don't know I just think as a human this is nuts. This is just nutty. Did you ever think it would be like this? Mm. Did you see it coming? Yeah, You know no. Yeah. I mean that'd be really arrogant to say that. Yeah, well. that, that I said, Yeah. 
I, but no, you just you, you kind of roll with it week by week. Yeah, exactly. And you adjust accordingly. Yeah, that's um, all you can do, right? And like I said, like we got a record low. There'll be something funky next week that I yep. didn't see coming. You just know there's at least one a month. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So one last question before okay. we wrap up. As a meteorologist, do you have to do continued schooling? Is there like, or is when the new things come out, like? Uh, there, There is... Um, Potential to do some schooling. It, for me, it's a lot more uh, conferences with colleagues. Mm, okay. And, um, yeah, just a lot of uh, trading weather information back and forth with a lot of colleagues going to conferences once or twice sure. a year. Um, I haven't pursued my master's degree, but I could. You could. But I feel like I'm You're getting busy, a, huh? <laughs> I feel like I'm getting a, a crash course and. And all the training I need with Omaha weather invo- anyway. Right. No kidding. <laughs> Actually, my really, truly last question okay. is, wait till Mother's Day to plant. Yes? Without a doubt. Um, but given this pattern, I mean, uh, we got frost freeze on the way um, this weekend. And I still see potential next weekend. Oh, really? I don't want you to do all that hard work. Yeah. No, and, no, no. And, don't even do it. Yeah. Just wait. Just yeah. wait till like after I, you celebrate your mom and then... Exactly. What day What day is Mother's Day this year? I think I it's the second week of May, like is that May how that 12th works? or something. Okay, gotcha. Somewhere in there. Like I, from here, I'm going to go home and I'm going to drain out the pipes of my sprinkler system. See? Because, you know... Because you already ran it on the hot days, right? Exactly. (laughs) When it was 80 and dry as a bone, I needed it. Oh, my gosh. So I'm going to go home and do that. It's so crazy. And then I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to wait. We'll probably go to mole halls or something and look at flowers, but I'll tell my wife, no, we got to wait. Just wait. I'm not doing this twice. Amen. (laughs) I do love the garden, though. I have a garden out back, vegetable garden, all that stuff. I can't wait to get in there, but we got to wait just a few more weeks. Be patient. What time can folks see you on TV on WOWT? I am on bright and early, 4.30 to 7 a.m. on daybreak and then occasionally on our midday news at 11 and a lot of times on the internet and interwebs and all that stuff too. Awesome. So Rusty Lord, Chief Meteorologist from WOWT, I really could talk to you forever. I have so many more questions, but I have your email. So I'm going to email you. Thank you so much for coming in today. I'm happy to. This is fun. Good to see you again too. You too. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book Service. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.